Hello, hello, hello. Hope everyone is having a wonderful day. Welcome to Purifying Truths with A Star. Today we have with us Coach Russ. Oh my goodness, what a treat we're in for today. It's such a pleasure having you on. How are you doing today, Coach Russ? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. For those of you who aren't aware, not only is Coach Russ a coach, he's a father. He's a husband and he's a man of faith, people. He's been a professional coach for over 20 years. He's been a YouTuber for 13 years and he's a fellow podcaster. So we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So, so happy to have you on. We'll start out with talking about um, your family and your faith. Please tell us more about who you are, what you do, and as much about your family and faith as you'd like to share. Oh, sure. Well, that's a, that's a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm married. I have two young ones, uh, both girls, and uh, my faith is a big part of my life. Uh, I, I like to think that, that people of faith, uh, I I'm myself am a Christian, but um, even if you grew up in that faith, a lot of people you know, turn away or their faith lessons or their, their, their walk is not as strong. And, and that certainly describes me. But uh, later on in my life, um, I came back to my faith in a very strong way and uh, put me on the path that, that I'm on today. Um, yeah, I mean, my, <laughs> my family actually lives in, an, in another country. Which wow. is a, Yeah, I, I live in, in the U.S. and my family is in Canada right now. And that's a that's a whole other story that you know we can get into because it kind of ties into to another story of mine that we, yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed, understood. Well, so honored again to have you on. You know, to have on a man of faith is just amazing. Um, and then a man of faith that takes care of and does quote unquote what he's supposed to with his family. Truly, hats off to you. And they're in another country. My goodness, you know, yeah. you have um, your hands full. And from what it seems like on the outside, you're doing a doggone good job. So let's jump right in um, about your your past. You weren't always where you are right now. I know you said how sometimes you get away from your faith, but um, I know you were in a relationship that was not the best for you. That's let's right. talk a little about that please sure um you know it was the last one you know before my wife that was the worst but i would say that uh all of them you know all of them were were not good and and looking back i have a different perspective so uh, i've always been one who's wanted a family i've always wanted to be a dad and i've always wanted that long lasting you know love and, and marriage right mm -hmm. and so I, i've always been seeking that and you know, for whatever reason, the relationships uh, were never working out. And, you know, there were some similarities. And in the last one, well, actually, I'll back up. Um, yeah, I, I believe in the last one, the one that we're going to talk about, uh, my, my walk with God was, was very distant. Uh, I was maybe perhaps upset or disappointed, you know, in God in my life. And, and I really wasn't uh, walking that way. And this last relationship that I got in, um, 
it was very strange from the beginning. And I started to notice all these, these signs and I, I would always, you know, make excuses for them or dismiss them. But, but it was very strange. Um, if I fast forward a little bit, this mm-hmm. was the first relationship where I was uh, physically abused. You know, I never had anybody put their hands on me. I'm, I'm um, not a small guy. You know, I, I'm in the, I was in the fitness industry and in, in the military yeah. and I never had someone push me and then later on it escalated to a punch and escalated to, you know, cutting me and putting me in the hospital. And oh, even so then, sorry. yeah, even then that wasn't enough for me to say, this is not good for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I started to see more as I became more, I would say more um, frightened, you know, for my, my safety and the last six months of that relationship was more, how can I safely get out of this, you know, without really, I, I was terrified that she would hurt herself and, and, and say that I did it or, or do something awful to me. Mm. And eventually she ended up leaving on her own. Um, and that's where, you know, all the education actually started. Once she left, I, I was left thinking to myself, wow, you know, what happened to me? What was that? Uh, you know, I, I wanted answers. So. Mm-hmm. You know, many times we think of domestic violence, this um, unfortunate event is the best I can think of to call it at the moment, as being a victim, a female victim. And I, and I use the word victim uh, very loosely because certainly once you, once you um, get out of the situation and you're healthy and you're whole, you're now a survivor. So... Um, and not only are you a survivor, you know, you um, have built up and now are in a healthy relationship. But to see that a man was so vulnerable that he was able to be manipulated into this type of relationship. Um, you said that you saw signs that you ignored. What advice do you have for male or female that could possibly be seeing red flags but covering it up because whatever the blank is, you know, um, th- they're taking good care of me or they're the father or mother of my children or whatever. What advice would you give that person that knows that something is not right? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Uh, after all the research that I've done, you know, speaking, reading, uh, watching stuff, 100%, the best thing that you can do is follow and trust your instinct. 100%. Listen to that voice and follow it. And, and, and don't talk yourself out of what you're thinking or feeling. If you have no other tool, if you have no other education, that is enough. And even if Mm -hmm. you're wrong, you will still be protected. Right, mm-hmm. like your instinct is never gonna is never going to do you wrong, but but that's the number one advice I would say is 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 trust your instincts and and become aware if you're telling yourself uh, if you're talking yourself out of your own instincts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have instincts for a specific reason, and certainly when those red flags go up, um, we should pay attention to them. Now, when you said that it went from pushing to um, hitting uh, and then eventually cutting. Um, What was going through your mind? Because in my mind, the hitting would have been enough. Yeah, you know, I I, I would say I didn't love myself. You know, I didn't love myself 
and and that's really where it where it stemmed from. But I would always make uh, excuses for that person giving um, too much weight for what they had gone through in the past, even though in this case it was it was all a lie. But I would always excuse their behavior because of you know things that I could justify for them, right? Mm-hmm. And I have like a really huge, huge understanding now of of domestic violence victims who are often blamed by by saying to them, you know, why, why didn't you leave? Why didn't you do this? Well, you know, if she punched me in the face or cut me in month one, for sure I would have left, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't start like that. It starts off, you know, slow and it always progresses. So, yeah. You know, that narcissistic behavior, definitely I feel that um, because I have also experienced it, I feel that it, is over time that they just kind of peel you away as one would peel an onion until eventually you're weak enough that they can take advantage of by doing um, these things. And whether that's physical or, or verbal or emotional or financial, whatever type of abuse it is, like you say, it doesn't start out that way. So once you find that you're quote unquote hooked And you said that you were afraid to leave because, you know, to society in today's world would always say the man is the perpetrator. So what about those men that are in your shoes? Because they're afraid. So I understand trusting your instinct, but there's quite a bit to lose. That's right. Yeah. You know, so I I would say it all stands from like having to love yourself and uh, these type of people, they're, they're trying to create the willing victim, right? And, and they separate you from your family, they separate you from mm-hmm. the people that care about you, the people that can help you. And, and that's intentional, right? So you, you almost lose your support system and, and they convince you that they're all you have. Yes. Right? So, so it has to come from within, within yourself. You have to value yourself enough to, to not accept it. The sad thing is that unless you, you come to know your own vulnerabilities, how, how you got that way, and for me it was understanding my family dynamic, uh, it's hard to see that as something bad, right? But, but the predators who are out there, they're looking for people uh, with these type of qualities, right? They're looking for empathic people who don't understand boundaries, who are or uh, codependents, right? Who are always willing to please someone else above themselves. They're looking mm-hmm. for. I absolutely agree. You know, we have to be so careful to look in the mirror and know who we are. Um, because many times when you're empathetic and you're codependent um, and not loving yourself the way that you sit, you should, you'll find yourself in that relationship, even if it's not um, a domestic relationship, maybe a work relationship you'll find yourself in, or you'll just find yourself in that situation where it seems as though it's impossible to get out, but you were able to overcome. And so as you overcame and you learned these things, you now were I help me out were you at the point that you were losing your business or how did the business loss come into play oh okay so this was uh 
my business, oh, I, I don't think it was ever a jeopardy from her, but uh, I had lost, I think, 35 pounds. I, I was experiencing PTSD. I wasn't sleeping. Um, it was horrendous. It was like the lowest point of my life. Mm. With, um, you know, and I, and I was seeking help. I was seeking help. I was learning all that I could. I was understanding the tactics, you know, why, why she chose me, why I stayed. But the anxiety was still there. And, and when I was searching for answers to that, sadly, uh, what I came across was that, you know, therapy, even like group therapy didn't really help. But I had a, a client whose brother was in the military and he said, um, you know, he had PTSD and he saw his friend blown up. Uh, and he said to his therapist, you know, you can't tell me that you know what that's like. Uh-huh. But another soldier can. Another soldier can say, I, I, I know something about that, right? And so that connection to others who have experienced the same thing is very powerful. So I sought that out. I sought that out in the world. I sought it out in, um, you know, support groups. Others who have shared the same experience who can say to me, you know, yes, you know, I, I, I know what that's like. And that ultimately was, was the start of my healing and where I met my wife. Oh, okay. Yeah. So definitely when you leave, when you escape, when you get out, get help, get the support of others. You are not alone. Um, many times we feel as though it's just us because we've been isolated because like you said, they keep us away from our family. They have us thinking that it's only them that cares. And so when you are no longer bound by that relationship, make sure that you get in a support group um, because truly that's where your strength comes from. And for you, that's where you were able to pivot. So I know that you've been a coach for 20 years um, and you've overcome not just this obstacle, but several others. I um, had I was reading about some articles about others calling you brave. Um, would you explain what brave means to you and how um, one would perceive you as being brave because of your obstacles? Oh, sure. Uh, I, I like to back up that you said that that I, I overcame. I, I, I give all credit to God. You know, at that moment when I was at my very lowest, I, I prayed and I was, I, I just fully surrendered again. And I said, you know, I, I, am, I, I am in need of help. Uh, where I'm at in my life and and God ultimately I, I believe is what you know saved me and 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 brought me my my wife and my kids so mm. uh, it definitely wasn't wasn't all me um, right and he will give you your heart's desire yeah you absolutely. know he knew he put that desire in you for family and for a good relationship and so um he certainly yes. answers prayers absolutely yeah uh so bravery um uh, I don't know who who would call me brave. I mean, I I don't shy away from conflict. Now I see it as opportunity to grow. So, um, you know, with whoever it is, if 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 there's going to be ongoing relationship, uh, I'm not afraid to confront, and I'm I'm not afraid to be confronted. And ultimately, uh, it can only go one of two ways: you sever the relationship or you grow. Um, so, you know, if I'm brave in anything, I'm I'm. I'm okay to to have conflict, and I'm okay to if that ends up, uh, you know, as a loss of a relationship. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I like the way that you said that um, when you're brave, that it could possibly, the conflict could cause you to lose the relationship. But then probably that's a relationship that wasn't healthy to start with. That's right. And so not being afraid to to lose that relationship, knowing that something better is coming is powerful as well. And that shows your growth. Absolutely. Um, so um, we also were, when we were reviewing and talking about you, um, you coach clients currently, correct? Uh, I still coach a few, um, but I used to, that was my primary job before, yeah. Mm -hmm. So as you coach the ones that you're still coaching, um, how does your past help coach them? Because understanding that I know you're physical, you know, exercising and things of that nature, but it all starts in the mind. Can you explain how you can tie the two together and how your past helps you be a better coach? Oh, sure. Um, you know, my clients come to me because they want to be somewhere different from where they are. And I know from experience that it's never lack of knowledge that prevents someone in, in, in this case, right? It's, it's really those difficult things that they have, they have not dealt with yet that is preventing them from, from getting to where they want to go. Uh -huh. and, and those are the scary places to go, right? Those are the ones that are, are really going to be transformative in their life. And, and people are afraid of that. And so I'm, I'm there to, to first, I'm privy to what that is in their life because you build relationship, right? You build relationship and trust. So if, one, I know what that is. And then two, uh, they can draw upon the various areas in my life where I've had to overcome obstacles, you know? And so I just share, share that with them and, and they have a, a, a way of knowing or seeing that, you know, through very difficult times, you you will in, get better and you will get stronger from it. Absolutely. You know, I am guilty. I know what to do as well as I think many of our audiences members are guilty of we all know what not to eat. We all know that we should do, but it's something that's stopping us. And um, it's not because we can't lift the 20 or 50 pounds, you know, it's, it's something internally. And I think that's so vital to work that out because then the rest becomes easier. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, be, uh, beliefs dictate behavior. So people, let's say if they want to lose weight, right, they'll go right to the behavior, the behavior of eating different, the behavior of exercising. But those, those behaviors are, should be guided by belief, but if they never change or work on their belief, those behaviors will just fade away. So if I, if you believe you're an Olympic athlete, because you believe that you will know and you will do what you need to sleep and eat right and train right because you believe you're an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. And so people need to first work on what are their beliefs? What do they believe about themselves? What do they believe about, you know, uh, the things that will be affecting their health? work on that first. Wow, that is powerful and certainly true. Belief dictates our behavior. Yeah. Never quite thought of it that way, but definitely see the truth in it in every area, not even just, you know, um, not even just fitness. 
That's right. Yeah. And and you can work that backwards too, right? So like if you have a, a person either romantic or, you know, at your work and you see their behavior, right? And let's say it's questionable or you're 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 giving them an excuse or a pass, you can work it backwards and say, what what are their beliefs? What beliefs do they have to hold to behave in that way? Mm. Do they believe that they are superior? Do they believe that I am, you know, inferior at my job do they believe that i'm not capable you you can see those things also yes wow what a powerful powerful way of explaining it it definitely makes you see the other person differently yeah i tell you that that there is something to think on certainly food for thought and i'm going to take that with me definitely yeah. one of the gems that i'm learning from you today coach russ um so we talked about you being brave. We talked about, um, you know, how your past have helped you where you are in your present. So I just want to know, as far as the future, I understand that, you know, you have so many options. What's next for you? You've done so much. Uh, you know, I, I am working right now on strengthening my relationships, you know, uh, first with God, um, then my wife and my kids. I want I want those to be strong, and my relationship with with myself. You know, I, I don't want to take my work so seriously. I want to be present in the moment um, with my family. Um, that's really what I'm what I'm working on. And, and as far as career, uh, you know, I have my hands in a lot of things, so. Uh, I, I try to only do now, as far as work, things that um, feel good to me and things that I'm motivated towards. So um, the podcasts are very enjoyable and uh, the corporate coaching is not as enjoyable as the one-on-one, but uh, it, it affords me more time with my family. So uh, I'll, I'll take it for now. Understood. Absolutely. You know, I love the fact that you are working. You didn't say it's done. You said you're working on strengthening your relationship with God, yourself, and your family. And I just think that that's phenomenal. It's certainly the key to everything because if you don't have a strong relationship with yourself, with your family, with God, Nothing else really matters because you're not going to be fulfilled. You know, money can't buy the things that will fulfill the human soul. So I just think that is so beautiful. As far as your career, what a place to be. <laughs> what a place to be. Um, you do what you love. You yeah. do what you want. And it provides you time where you can spend with your family. Most of us, you know, paycheck to paycheck hours and hours away from home and not able to enjoy the gifts of family and, you know, our children, our spouses, but you have that privilege. So um, if the audience was desiring to connect with you, I know you said you do corporate coaching, but where can they reach you? Oh, sure. Uh, Coach Russ uh, is my, on Instagram and on YouTube, uh, that's more for basketball. So um, you can also reach me at uh, sgvmasterkey.com and uh, you can reach me at thefitfellows.com. So those are the, the two podcasts uh, that I do. 
Yes, yes, yes. And just um, since you mentioned the SVG Master Key Podcast, that's the one that I had the pleasure of listening to. Would you share with us how you got into doing that and what the mission is? Sure, absolutely. Uh, So in March of 2020, uh, all five streams of my business were, were shut down instantaneously. And I was on unemployment and I was really panicked and thinking like, how can I pivot? What can I do? And I, I actually took a course from uh, Pat Flynn, who runs uh, Smart Passive Income. And the course was uh, designed to help you uncover what your strength was because that's where I wanted to start with, right? Uh-huh. And one of the exercises was uh, asking people who know you what your superpower is. And a consensus uh, boiled down to that I, I make people feel comfortable having difficult conversation. And I thought about that and I said, wow, okay, I, I, I agree with that, right? Because I'm open to talk mm-hmm. about mostly anything. And then from there, I, I thought, what could I do with that? And so the natural progression was, um, you know, going to podcast. Wow. And so um, any obstacles that you have had to or challenges that you've had to face since you've begun podcasting that maybe you have um, some expertise you'd like to share with those that are just starting? Oh, uh, obstacles. Well, you know, I, I had the, I was very, very fortunate to have funding, uh, you know, from the start, right? So we had like, you know, great equipment, great set, you know, we're building a, a studio right now. But mm-hmm. I would say for those who don't, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, like what matters most is, is your content. You know, mm-hmm. um, if you have good content, uh, people will listen, right? Um, I th- you know, I think in the podcast space, you do have to have decent uh, quality audio, but focus on the content and, and don't worry about like what other people are doing. Like just, just do, do what you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and that, that, that first episode is kind of, you know, nerve wracking, but it's like that, I think, for most people. So, you know, just hit record that one day and, and you'll get through it. Yes, yes. I think the most important thing also is don't quit. You know, um, if we stay focused, um, if we're people of faith, focused on God or focused on the prize or whatever, if we stay laser focused and not look at, uh, see what this person's doing and that person to compare ourselves, um, we'll, we'll accomplish it, especially like you said, if you have good content. Yes. Now, I know I asked quite a few questions, but I did not hear, and I think it's important, the mission of your SVG, um, excuse me, your SVG podcast, Master Key podcast. Uh, uh, SGV, so for San, San Gabriel Valley. Yeah, the why we do it, we, we believe that uh, it's important work to document the stories of the people that make up this community. Yes. And that's what we do. Yes. And I also understand that you benefit, that podcast benefits the local business owners. And that's what I wanted to point out is that you give back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. Well, it has been a pleasure having you on Purifying Truths. You know, you've definitely opened my eyes and I'm sure others as well. I think the most important thing that I've learned from you today is belief dictates our behavior and vice versa. That's right. Behavior dictates our belief. 
you know, so honored once again to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time to pour into us today. Certainly you've left us with value. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Oh, my pleasure. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A-Star. Tune in every Saturday at 9 and noon for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in the various facets of life. You too can connect with A-Star. Facebook and Instagram at Facets of a Star. Please visit the website www.facetsofastar.com. Shine bright.